So if you're ready this morning, are you ready? Please, Pastor. You see, the condition of my soil, of my heart, and the condition of the soil from your heart, it determines how we receive from the Lord. You see, a lot of times people will blame the church, they'll blame the pastor. But I'm honest with you, I preach gospel-enriched messages. I mean, almost too much scripture. And I know I'm preaching the Word of God. I know I'm doing my best. Yes, I struggle. There are sermons that just fall flat sometimes. And there are sermons I know that, that hit hard and some just life-giving. My, always my prayer is, God, let my words be your words. Let them bring life to this great church and those online. But the ultimate responsibility is that you are in control of your heart. And if I just keep preaching the Word and it's like bouncing off, you can't blame me. Oh, pastor, you don't, you know, and it's like, I didn't hear a thing. I'm just, I'm, as your pastor, I want you to hear the word of God. I want your heart to be ready. Because the gospel seed brings life. And I want you to live. I want you to be blessed by God online in this room. I want you to be changed. You see, the, the, the Bible says we are to be doers of the word. And people want to hear. They want, oh, pastor, can you teach about end times? Can you teach about this? Can you? I, I can, but if that's all you're hearing, you're not doing. You've got to be a doer of the word. I've got to be a doer of the word. Oh, we need more Bible says. We need, we need deeper teachings. No, you just need to be a doer of the word. And then I can move on to other stuff. All right, I love you. You see, we have too many things trying to choke out God's voice from our hearts and our lives. And I want us to be going. So let me just talk about this. I talked to this parable before. There's four types of people in the world. First is hard rock people. And I'm not talking like, you know, hard rock. You know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about hard rock people. These are the people that have a hard heart. If you think about Pharaoh, he was hard-hearted. You think about King Herod, hard-hearted. There are people in this world that are just hard-hearted. You, maybe you live with them. Maybe it's me. I don't know. I, it's not me. I pray. God help me. But these are the people that just, the gospel, they don't, it means that it could be an atheist. I don't know. It could be, could be very religious people, but they're just against the gospel. Second Corinthians 4.4 4 says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So this is, again, when, when the Word of God speaks, it just bounces off because they're hard-hearted. They, they don't want to hear the gospel. They are, they're so shut off because they, they, they're living in this lifestyle. And they refuse to believe God's message. They, they, they try to explain it away. They try to say, well, I'm, I'm enlightened, I'm educated. And, or they've been blinded by the, the philosophies of the world. Then letter B, there's the stony ground people. These are the people that have maybe some religious background, maybe have some church background, but they're they're still it's, it's hard. There's a little bit of dirt there. And they have they probably have just enough of the gospel to keep them inoculated from being convicted by the gospel. Did you hear what I said? Because they're, it's shallow and it's hard for stuff to grow and their spiritual soil is very shallow. So when the seed gets in there, it doesn't last very long because they're shallow. Thank you. Letter C is then there's what I, and I'm just say thistle patch people. And this is like weed, weed people, you know, thistle patch. And I'm talking, I'm not talking about the weed that's popular today and being legislated. I'm talking about thistles. Okay. Things that choke us out. And I want you to write this scripture down. I want you to write this down because I'm going to read it. Second John, second John one, eight through 11, second John one, 
8 through 11. I didn't put it in the notes because I got a lot of sermon notes going on here. A lot of scriptures. But 2 John 1, 8 through 11. I want you to hear this. This is, this is the word of God. The word of God's good. Amen? Okay. Some of you said amen. Some of you are like... 2 John 1, 8 through 11. Listen, this, this is John speaking to the church. To those who believe in Jesus Christ. Watch out. Listen, watch out that you do not lose what you have worked for. But that you may be rewarded fully. Verse 9, anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, listen... On YouTube, social media, on the, uh, on the TV. I'm adding those things because you got to just know it's inferred. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house. Turn it off is what I'm saying. We, we open up our minds, our souls to so much garbage online, on TV. And we, I've never left that in my house, but yet we, we sit there for hours watching it. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm done. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Verse 11, anyone who welcomes him shares in his wicked work. Whoa, pastor. Whoa, this is the word of God. This is the word of God. You see, these thistle patch people, they may not be sure what they believe. They're, they're not sure. They may confess Christianity, but they believe in YouTube prophets or 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 the, the politically correct Christianity. And we're going to be merciful. Please, we're to be merciful to all people, loving to all people. But God also remember when Jesus caught when the, the religious people brought the woman to the well, you know, or not to well, but the woman caught in adultery. He said, there's no one here to accuse you because he dealt with the religious people. And then he said, go and sin no more. He was merciful to her. He didn't beat her. He didn't yell at her. He said, go and sin no more now. You're free. You're free. But he dealt with the religious. He dealt with her. And, he's, and so this is the Jesus that I'm talking about. And these people, the thistle patch people, they, they may not be very stable. They're, they're, again, they're, they're believing anything and everything. Every time. And by the way, you should not get your theology off social media. Worst place. There might be some good things on there. And when I'm, when I'm on social media, I try to post good things. And think, of course, things about family, you, all that kind of stuff. But if you believe everything that comes on that stuff, you got to be careful. In fact, someone's texting me, get off of it right now. But the, the word also says in, Ma, in Mark, it says it, it's the love for the things of the world, the love for the money. And, I, and you hear me say, but I, I've, I've seen people in this church who used to attend here, but because of the love of money, they've abandoned the faith. It breaks my heart because money's not going to get you to heaven. It's Jesus. Or this is where the, they let circumstances control. Or the, they don't know what they believe, so they believe everything they hear. And that's what the, they're like, one day I'm over here, then the next day they're over here. And that's a person, this is where the gospel can't get into their lives. And maybe they fell into trials and tribulations, and we all have it. A, a failure, financial failure, broken relationship, sickness, or, 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 or some other thing. But because they weren't grounded in God, they were, the gospel was choked out. And then the fourth thing, letter D is good soil. People say good soil. This is where you and I need to be. We want to be good soil people. They're in contrast to the others. These are the, again, when the word of God is thrown at them, they take it in, they plant it, and, they, and it begins to grow. They water it. They, they, they watch it. They pull the weeds out. They pull the junk out that's not good for their soul. And they say, man, this is good stuff. And in the, it multiplies so they can be a fruitful person outside. 
The seed multiplies and lies. This is, this is Christ-like kingdom mentality. The fruit of the Spirit's coming. They're, they're doers of the Word. They don't just hear the Word, they do it. So let me move on. Number four, and number two is four types of seasons in our lives. Because we all go through it. There's four seasons in our lives. And write this scripture down. I'm not going to talk about it right now. It's 1 Corinthians 3, 11 through 15. 1 Corinthians 3, 11 through 15. 1 Corinthians 3, 11 through 15. Read that later. But you see, all of us go through these seasons in our lives. These seasons can be attitudes uh, of receiving or it can be times where we reject the word of God or just things get tough. The first is there are times when there's just no growth. Just say no growth. That happens. There's just times. In fact, um, if some of you don't know, that when, when we first got here, there was a, a set of apple trees out front here. And of course, we got rid of them because it, it brought a lot of uh, bugs and, and deer and all the other stuff that comes with that. And they were getting old. And I remember my dad visiting me again because my dad grew up on a farm. They had they planted stuff. They had fruit trees. And I remember one year he was here and the apple trees sometimes had apples and sometimes they didn't. And one year I'm like, Dad, I said, I said, how come the apple trees? I said, since I've been here, they've always had. He said, you know, it's not, he said, it's just sometimes it happens. Sometimes fruit trees just they go a year or two without bearing fruit. It just happens. It just happens. And, and so sometimes I cut yourself some slack. There's just times when we just we there's no growth. It's just. It just, it's, it's been a hard year. It's been a hard time in our season. But we should not be stuck there. Okay? All of us have had hard rock times in our lives. And this is where we're, there's a struggle. Or maybe we're just hard-hearted against God or someone else. And this is just where we've, we've shut off God. And we don't want to be around God. Or we, we just don't want to hear. We, we say it, but we really don't want to hear it. And this is maybe where, you know, maybe there's unforgiveness. And this is one of the biggest Contributors to having a hard heart is unforgiveness, which then causes bitterness, hate and anger. And this is why God tells us to forgive so we can be forgiven. And this is sometimes where you and I do this. We'll, we'll, we'll brush conviction off like a fly or a mosquito. God convicts us and we're hard hearted. I don't care about it, God. I don't care about it. Or this is where we've allowed pain to build up and, and, and bad things have happened to you. And I'm sorry, it happens to everybody. I'm not saying your, your problems aren't real, but I'm just saying it all happens to us. And over time, if we don't deal with it, we don't keep our heart pure and trying to let it be fertile, we will become so hard-hearted that we'll just become calloused. Then the next is letter B is the short-lasting growth. The short-lasting growth. And Hebrews uh, 6.1 says, Therefore, let us leave the elementary teaching about Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead us to death and of faith in God. This is, again, this is where we have shallow faith time. This, or all of us have been there. Or maybe we're there now. This is where maybe our faith is built on an emotion. Oh, worship better be good. The preaching better be good. If, if, if that's what you're building your faith on, you're in trouble. And I pray worship's good. I pray the message is good. Oh, oh man, whatever, whoever I'm watching online, they, they better feed me. No, no, they should augment what you've been feeding yourself on. This is the person that's that's not grounded enough. So when the sun, when the trials come, uh, the, the lasting growth is not there. We, we all we're all there the, or the roller coaster of faith. Why, God, do I love you, God? Why, God, I love you, God. I, I don't get it, God. And, and we all do that. Or, or when persecution hits, all of a sudden, oh, I'm not a Christian. You know, we kind of hide. We, we put our Christian coat in the closet right now. I'm like, oh, I'm not like those people. Don't don't count me as one of them. I'm not one of them, you know. Um, and so this is what that might be. You good? Let her see is choked growth, choked growth. 
This is where, again, where good seed has been bad, uh, sown with bad seed. And again, if we're not careful, the bad seed will choke out the good seed. And, and it will, uh, there, there's a, a shrub in my, I can see it from my front, my office window and I look at it in my home. And it's, it's a beautiful tree, but there's this little uh, a vine weed. And if I don't watch it, sometimes like, I'll get to that next week. The next week is like, it's already choking. I mean, it literally, it chokes out the tree. It kills it. And if I'm not on top of it, it will, it will choke last season because, you know, we had COVID and we had craziness and all that. And I just like, I'll get to it next week. And I'm like, oh, where's that shrub? It looks like the weed now. And it literally, I mean, some of the branches were dying because some of them died because the weeds had choked out the life. And this is sometimes where we're at. We're more concerned about the materialistic lifestyle. And there's nothing wrong with getting it. Nothing wrong with having good stuff. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if we're not careful, it'll choke out the life of God from us. Or we're always looking to benefit from Jesus. What can you do for me, God? What can you do for me, God? What can you do for me, God? And say, what can I do for you, God? Or we're we're easily pulled away by the seasonal, uh, what I call seasonal teachings or doctrines that come along. Or the, the YouTube false doctrines. You know, I mean, they're out there. Or it's easy to get sidetracked by politics or, or your news channel that you watch. If you're not careful, it will choke out the gospel. Then letter D is the good, long-lasting growth. Say good, long-lasting growth. Type it in the chat if you're there. James chapter 1, I'm not going to read it. This is your homework, is James chapter 1, 12 through 17. James 1, 12 through 17. It just talks about God does not tempt us with evil. God always gives the good. God is a good God. Say, God is a good God. All the time. Okay, he's, he's just always giving. Again, as you, if you think about the parable, he was always throwing good seed out. He is not stingy like you and I can be. <laughs> Some of you are generous and you have a generous heart, but God always throwing his seed out, always throwing his word out. He's always putting it out there for us. And so you and I can't say, oh, God, you're not giving me enough. Say, I'm giving you stuff every day, every day, every second of your life. If you listen to me, you'll hear. And this is on the good lasting fruit. This is where we want, we guide our lives on how we look according to this, the Bible. We're more concerned about the fruit of the spirit. Then we are about religious works. Come on, right? The fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. What else? Long-suffering, patience. I don't know about you, but I need more of that in my life. And this is where I'm troubled, where too many Christians, because we're going to offend by someone on social media or someone who voted this way or because they this or that or because of their color, because of their gender, because of their sexual preference, instead of us having the fruit of the spirit loving them. We try to guide our lives by a list of rules instead of a relationship. This is where the fruit of the Spirit should be. This is where we're accomplishing much. And really, every one of us is going to be held accountable. If you and I, we need to make disciples who are making disciples. This is, again, where this is the good season in our lives. We're not easily distracted. Or when the storms of life come, we're so rooted in God that it doesn't blow us away. Because the storms of life come and go, right? I mean, we've been through a season in this world right now. I'm here to tell you, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. 
But God's kingdom will never pass. So are you ready? Let's move on. You're like, whoa, pastor, you're just getting started. Well, number three is making the soil of your heart good. Making the soil of your heart good. Write down Colossians 2, 6 through 8. Write down Colossians 2, 6 through 8. In fact, I'm going to read it. Colossians 2, 6 through 8 says, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. Verse 7, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Verse 8, see to it that no one takes you captive through news media, social media, through politics, through sports, through money. Oh, wait, that's not there. But that's what he was saying. I didn't even know the apostles had social media then, but they did. It's it's a joke. Well, what, Pastor? It's a joke. Relax, okay? See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human traditions and the basic principles of this world rather than Christ. And that can also be religious traditions. It, it could be mom and dad. Can we just can be honest with you? Your kids aren't going to worship God the way you do. In some ways, yes. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. They're not they're not. They're not. A, your music doesn't appeal to them. Sorry. Frank Sinatra just doesn't appeal to a lot of them. OK, Frank, who? Or maybe it does. I don't know. Letter A. Choose a life of growth. Say, choose a life of growth. Type it in the chat. Choose a life of growth. You see, growth doesn't happen by accident unless you're a weed. (laughs) Okay? The only way to improve the quality of life, and we all go through this, is to improve yourself. Preparing your heart. Preparing your soul. Preparing... You've got to, and I talk about this, is is we get stuck, is you and I have to change our mindset from a fixed mindset to this is all I've got, this is my life, this is how it is, to a growth mindset. Okay, this is what I've got, but God can make something happen. Come on, God can do in one second what you and I work in a lifetime to do. And so we've got to say, okay, God, you can take what I give you and you can make it exponentially grow. See, if you want a better relationship, then you must be friendly. You want friends? You better be friendly. Right? No one ever talks to you because you're just like this all the time. You wonder why people don't want to come to church? That's not Jesus all the time. Twice. Two times in the temple. Just twice. We like, oh, that's the Jesus I like. You need the the whole Jesus. You want friends? You want to win people to Jesus? Don't call them stupid because they voted different than you. Just being honest, you're just being a shepherd of your souls today. They, They may have a different lifestyle. Oh, you're sinning. And they know that. Just love them. Be a friend to them. Care for them. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. All right. I'm sorry. Lord, help me. The way to improve quality of life is to improve yourself. You want better relationships? Work on friendship skills. 
Parents, you want better children? They're not so much watching what you say, what you dictate to them. They watch, they're watching your lifestyle. You can be hard on them all you want. You can quote the King James at them. But if you're out doing other stuff that's unbiblical, they see it. You want better kids? Work on your heart too. Come on, amen? I need help. Lord, help me. You must choose to grow. Okay, amen? Amen? All right, letter B. Start growing today. Well, you know, Pastor, when we get through this COVID season, you know, when, I, when I'm done raising my kids, you're never really done raising your kids. Or, or you know, when, I, when, I, when I'm through this, this and that, you know, you know what that, that means is we all do it. We, we all just will keep pushing it down the road. You've got to say, today I've got to grow. Today is the day. I'm going to start today. I'm going to, I'm going to say, God, take my heart today and help me grow today. Amen. Because one of these days I'll, I'll have a better marriage, I'll have a better mind, I'll have a better soul, I'll have a better job. You know, there's an English, old English proverb, one of these days means none of these days. Everybody started from somewhere, everybody started from scratch. Growth is not automatic in this aspect. You must work on it. In fact, just because you're getting older doesn't mean you're growing. Grow today and tomorrow will be better. Invest in your soul. Invest in the word of God. And then the next week, the next month. I'm not saying be religious. I'm not saying be pretentious. I'm just saying have a relationship with God. Amen. Growth is your responsibility. Pastor Stan can't come to your house every day. In fact, that's not ever, never been designed by God for that. The American church says sure. The Bible says no. You are responsible for your spiritual life. And I do all that I can because I, stand, I fear that one day, because it does say, I'm going to stand before God for what I taught to you. And if I taught you false doctrines or stuff that wasn't true, then I'm in trouble. That scares me more than it's you. I love you very much. And I do. I have a caring heart for you and I want the best for you. But growth is your responsibility. If not, it'll never happen. Letter B. Letter C. I'm sorry. Be teachable. Say teachable. In the chat, say teachable. This is, unfortunately, we think the more we learn or the more we know, the smarter we are. We, we live in the age of information. I mean, I do. I thank God that I can get on Google. OK, and I can go and I can fix. You know, I, I, I learned from my dad how to fix things. So I have a general I can fix things. But, man, I can I can go on Google now, type in a certain kind of car or a certain kind of thing. And I can look it up and I can see someone who did it. And I was like, oh, I can do that. Or no, nope, I ain't going to touch that. Right. I thank God for that. But just because the knowledge is there doesn't make me wiser. Just because the information there doesn't make me smarter. We can be full of knowledge and not doing it. And this is where I'm talking about where in the Christian church we're like, man, it, you know, we're full of Bible studies, we're full of sermons, we're full of worship, but we're not doing the word. You see, ignorance really isn't the problem. It's sometimes too much knowledge. I mean, we, we have heard so many sermons. We, we can go online. We have so many Christian books and we've forgotten half of them. And, and when, when you and I think we know it all, we've decided we're not going to grow anymore. There is no person in this world who knows everything about the Bible. And if you ever meet that person, you better run away as soon as you can. 
If they're online, we, I know everything about the Bible. You need to unsubscribe. Block them. Amen? It's not true. No, it is true. Not because I know it all, because I just, I'm learning more every day. Some people think they've matured, that they can't grow in Christ anymore. Again, if you meet someone like that, you need to run away from them. The truth is they don't want to learn anymore. I'm just going to be honest. Can I be honest with you just for a moment? Letter B in this, letter C is in this be teachable. I, I see not always and not with you, but there are, there are times when, when people don't want to learn. In fact, it's, it just, it, there are people that will come and tell me how to pastor, how to lead a church. Had a person years ago come in here and rebuke me on, on how to do communion. And what scriptures? And, and then that person would also, almost after, after every sermon, that person would say, Pastor, I need to talk to you. And have that look on their face. And like, I'm okay. When you preach this, I'm like, whoa, whoa. Are you correcting me? I'm just trying to give you that. No, you're correcting me. That's not your job. I mean, I mean to the point that they were telling me how we should run a, a yard sale. I mean, it's like, you're not teachable. Doesn't matter what I say, you are not teachable. And I am teachable. I listen. When people criticize, when people give me a word, I'm going to pray about it. What, what do I need to learn from that, Lord? Is there something I need to learn from that? But you see, today, everyone's an expert in science and medicine and COVID and pastoring and music and everything. And, and sadly, people come to church and they're like, I just, you better teach me, Pastor Sam, but it really depends on your heart. I'll move on. Letter D, focused on self-development because I love you. Letter D, so focus on self-development, not self-fulfillment. Self-development, not self-fulfillment. Self-fulfillment is about making yourself feel good. And I love feeling good. I want you to feel good. But there are times in life you just don't feel good. Come on, right? Self-development is a higher call. How am I developing as a person? How am I growing as a Christian? How am I growing as a man or a woman? And this is knowing your God-called life. Self-development is the development of the God-given potential God's given you. It's, it's, it's saying, okay, this is what I'm good at. How can I live this out? Help me reach my potential for you, Lord. It will, it will be, just take work, okay? Letter E, never be satisfied with your current accomplishments. Okay, just keep, I mean, celebrate them, enjoy them, but say, how can I build on this now? How can I help other people with this? Amen? Don't settle because we get settled in our comfort zone. Okay, stay hungry, live on the edge, just continue to grow. Lord, what can I grow now? How can I learn more, God? How can I serve more? What can I do more, right? Amen? Letter F is be a continual learner. Like I said, there's a lot of information, but are you learning from it? Are you learning? Are you doing something with that? I mean, I, I, you know, people ask me, Pastor Stan, you, you read a lot of books. I'm like, because I want to learn. I, I don't want just trivial information. I don't want to just, because I remember a guy in, in Rhode who was asking me, because he knew I read a lot of books. He, know, he, know, he knows I like to study. He's like, you know, he's like, you know what, Stan, my, my wife just likes to have all that knowledge. And I was like, I don't want, it. I don't want the knowledge. I just want to, I want to be able to do something with that knowledge. And that should be our lives. I'm a learner. How can I do something? Uh, continue praying, learning to pray, looking in the Word. I tell you, I guarantee you, you will never exhaust the Word of God and what it can do to your life. Especially when you say, Holy Spirit, speak to me today. It will come alive. Come on, amen? Learn from your day's experience. And sometimes it's not always learning new stuff. It's just saying, okay, how can I build on this? Amen? You good? I'm getting down to the end, I know. 
Okay, letter G, concentrate on a few major themes. Just, you know, keep the main thing the main thing. And, and it, it, we try to be all this. I, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a scientist. I'm going to be an artist. And some of you can be, but you can really only be good at one thing. Maybe two. And we have this mindset. Well, I can do all these things. You can sure try, but you're not going to be any good at any of them. And, and I mean, I like it. We try to help our kids learn. Okay, are they athletic or not? Do they like this and that? And so, you know, there's that trial and error, getting your kids involved in different things, you know. And, uh, and it's fine until, until your kids get locked into something. Then try to encourage them, help them, inspire them. But the problem is we have so many distractions. We, again, we're choked out because, oh, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And you spend a lifetime trying to do all that. And you're not doing anything in life. You're like, you know, I talked about that, you know, that, you know, at the circus. You ever seen that where they're spinning plates? You ever seen that? No. Okay, so they have this pole, straight pole, and this person starts spinning plates. Then they do another one. And they do another one and they do another. One. And what they do is they go back to the front and they keep all they're doing is they're just wasting a lot of energy running around. And some of us, we try to do all these things and all we're doing is we're just wasting a lot of energy. Find what you're really good at, what you're passionate about and go for it. Come on. Amen. Focus. Do it. Uh, um, concentrate on a few major. Then, of course, this is you hear me say this a lot. Develop a growth plan. Develop a plan for growth. Uh, a specific plan is key to your, your soil being fertile. I mean, many of us, neglect. we have a financial growth plan. We have an education plan. We have a social plan. We have a food plan. Some of you have planned out what you're going to eat the rest of this week. You're awesome, by the way, coming to your house for dinner. I mean, seriously, we have an exercise. We, we, we do all these plans, but we don't plan our spiritual growth and we wonder why we're struggling. Come on, I'm just being honest with you as your shepherd. You see, if you don't have a growth plan, you have nothing to reference. Many of you at work, you have, you have a dashboard or an education plan. And you, you're saying, okay, by X amount of days or, you know, our business plan, you know, we're going to be here. And if you, like, well, I'm just going to grow in Christ. You're just going to wander. If you don't have a plan, okay, I want to, I want to learn about the Bible more about this. I'm going to read this book. I'm going to learn how to pray like this. Or I'm going to reach this many people. I'm going to do 20 push-ups in five seconds. You know, I'm going to be rich by... And that, those are fine, but what about your spiritual life? All that's going to mean nothing if you don't go to heaven. Pay the price. The next one, H, letter I, is pay the price. Write down Matthew 16, 24 through 27. Matthew 16, 24 through 27. Jesus said that anyone comes after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. For whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if they gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is, is, is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels. And then he will, he will reward each person according to what he has done. It's tough following God at times. It's a sacrifice. You're going to lose sleep. You're going to sacrifice friends. You're going to sacrifice money sometimes. It, it's going to cost. But it's going to be worth it. Growth is always worth the price of the sacrifice spiritually. It's better for you. It's better for your family, your friends, your co-workers, the church. It's better for the world if we deny ourselves. And this is, again, not religious 
you know, beating yourself up. But this is God help me to become like you. Letter J. This is the last one. Worship team, if you would come. Is it close? Yeah. Please come. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Say, guard my heart. You've read this, you know it, but I want to read this to you. Proverbs 4, 23-25. Proverbs 4, 23-25. Above all else, guard your heart. For it is the wellspring of life. Put away perversity from your mouth. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Look on Jesus is what it's saying. It's too easy today to become hard-hearted. It's too easy to be distracted. Come on, right? There are many voices trying to choke out the Word of God, the life of God, the voice of God. Three hours of news media a day, that's too much, my friend. Eight hours of social media, that, that's too much. And then you're only maybe reading your Bible once every other day for ten minutes and you wonder why you're struggling. I'm just being honest with you. There are so many voices, politics, entertainment, your friends, and, and you have good friends, that's fine. Even sometimes the trials of life can cause us to, to lose our faith, but if you have rich soil, it will just help you through those times. People, people get hurt. Say, I've been hurt. Online, I've been hurt. And, and we, it's easier to get over it. Some sorts, you, just, you don't get over it. You just go through it. But you've got to go through it eventually. I mean, there are still some pains from my past. I, something will, will bring it back up. But I'm like, God, I'm, my anchor is in you. That hurt, Lord, but my anchor is in you. Heal me of that. People get hurt. Words get said. And hearts get hard. Don't let that be you. People get offended. In this world, we're in the uh, easily offended. We've got to grow up beyond that, church. We've got to. We are Christians. The fruit of the Spirit's love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control. For us to stay right with God, we can't have a hard heart. We can't have a stony ground heart. As believers, you and I cannot hold a grudge. We cannot have unforgiveness in heart because it will keep us from growing. In fact, again, I'm going to read it to you. Matthew 6, 14. For if you forgive men they, when they sin against you, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. Listen, verse 15. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. I mean, you and I have been hurt. Some people have just been maliciously evil, wrong. You, it doesn't, I don't mean you need to accept the pain. I'm just saying you need to forgive them and let God deal with them. Because when you don't, you're going to become hard-hearted. We are commanded by God to keep a pure heart. Write this down. Hebrews 12, 14 through 15. Hebrews 12, 14 through 15. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one misses the grace of God. Listen, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Watch the condition of your soul. Keep a pure heart. And that might mean, I know some of you are like this, is there are some people you're hanging out with, you need to stop hanging out with them. 1 Corinthians 15.33, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. If people you hang around with always are negative, 
they're hard-hearted. It's easy for us to get negative. I do it. If you start saying negative things about people all the time, then you're becoming hard-hearted. I'm just being honest with you. I'm, I'm talking to myself as well. If you hang around people and they're constantly suspicious of other people, you're probably becoming hard-hearted. Not everyone is out to get you. The devil is. Some people are just trying to get by. If you're hanging around people and they like to talk like they know it all better than everyone else, then they're hard-hearted. You need to distance yourself from that person. If you, if you think you know it all, you're hard-hearted. If I think I know it all, I'm hard-hearted. Friends, life is too short for us to become hard and cynical. Come on, amen? Eternity is more important. Would you stand with me this morning? In, online, thank you for joining us. We, we just want to spend some time with the Lord. And yes, we're going to open up the altar time. But, but really, I want you and I this week, when we go home this week, tonight, today, tomorrow, next week, that we, throughout the week, God, what's the condition of my heart? How can it be better? And if it's fertile, then say, Lord, I want it to be more fertile so I can help more people. You see, some of us need to be healed of a hard heart. Some of us need our, our stony ground hearts softened. Some of us need the weeds cleaned out. And some of us have had our hearts broken. We need God to heal. And God is a healer of broken hearts. Maybe you're joining us online. Maybe you're in this room today. And maybe you've heard me talk about this, Jesus. He is the Savior. He is the Messiah. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He wants to set you free. He wants to set me free. Maybe in this room, maybe online, and you're like, Pastor Stan, I, I want to cross that line of faith. I want to follow Jesus now. I don't want to be hard-hearted. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be religious. I, I want Jesus in my life. And if that's you, you're online or in this room, would you just say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me my sins and fill me with your love today. Change me and let me become more like you. It's really that simple. And if you made that decision here in the room or online, would you let us know by either coming, telling us, email us. I believe there's going to be a slide at the end of, if you're online. We want you to grow in Christ. Maybe some of us need to repent. Some of us need to say, God, help me. Where I'm just struggling. God, I need help. You know what? God loves people that call out for help. He wants to help you. Pastor said, you know, I'm so far from God. You know what? God is still reaching out to you right now online in the room. He is still reaching out to you right now. If you want to come to the altar, come to the altar. You need to turn in your chair, turn in the chair. This week, though, would you take some time and just say, God, what's the condition of the soil of my heart? How can I make it better? What do I need to do to grow? Father, in Jesus' name, I humble myself. I pray that, Father, that the Word of God seeps deep into my soul. That, Lord, you'd help me to prepare my heart. That Stan Nelson's heart would be a fertile soil. It would not be hard. It would not be stony. It would not be full of junk of the world, but it would be fertile, God. So that when the seed, the word of God gets into my heart, it changes me and grows me and helps me to be a better man, a better husband, a better father, a better son, a better brother, a better pastor, a better citizen of this world, God, so that I can reach people. Because this world needs Christians who are real, not religious, not judgmental, but loving God. And would you help us in this room, whether we come to the altar, whether we turn in our chair, whether we just take some time this week and we, 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 reflect, we reflect on our lives, God. Help us to be fertile, God. Because this world needs truly loving Christians who are going to help others be set free. We bless you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. If you want to worship at the front, you can. If you need to go, you can. If you want to just sit in your chair,